Welcome to On Track, a podcast where we talk with ag and construction professionals to find out how they keep their business on track. I'm Tori Weaver, Director of Sales for Ag and Construction. I'm Alexandria Johnston, National Sales Executive. And I'm Peyton Himes, the Brand Manager. With us today, we have Laura Wilkes, the Marketing Director for Monroe Tractor and third generation dealership owner. Laura, thanks for jumping on with us today. Sure, no problem. Let's kick it off with a little brag sheet. So to start, your dealership has grown to 15 locations. You're a third generation and female owner of the dealership. You won AED's Bud Herman Emerging Leader Award. Your dealership has won the KCE Diamond Performance Award and the best big new business in Westboro 2022. What's kind of running through your head when you hear all of that and all of those um, different awards? Um. I mean, awards are really nice, but I think the biggest thing was just being extremely proud of all of that because, I mean, it's a great achievement, obviously, but there's been so many people that their hard work prior to me coming on board uh, have allowed us to, you know, reap the benefits of having those titles and such. Um, you know, my grandfather started the company and his hard work allowed for, um, a lot of our employees to have successful careers. Uh, my mother, you know, she's paved the way for a lot of um, our growth and success as well as my brother. So, and, and our employees for sure. So, you know, overall, extremely proud and happy to be with such a great team that um, we can say that we have, you know, all these accolades and that as a team we've grown and developed and earned that. So let's take a step back from that. You started your marketing career at Staples Corporation, which led you back to the dealership, which isn't a normal path. Um, after that kind of expansion opportunity opened up with Case. So tell us about what that journey looked like for you and how it helped you make that final transition back into the world of equipment. Sure. Um, as I said, you know, I'm a family member, third generation of the business, and I never once in my entire life up until the opportunity was presented to me 10 years ago thought that i would be working in the heavy equipment industry specifically at a dealership um i went to school for art it was the artsy one in the family i had no correlation between the family business versus wanting to be in advertising so i worked 10 years at the staples headquarters and at that time had a family and my brother came to me and said, you know, we'd like to bring in the marketing for um, Monroe Tractor in-house instead of outsourcing it. And I said, well, that's great, but, I, you know, I'm not working for the family business. You know, I don't see how what I do is transferable to um, what you're looking for. And he said, why don't you just look at the job description? And I said, all right. So I looked at the job description description i instantly said where did you get this well the internet and i go well let me at least help you out with the job description so you get the right person because i don't see how this is gonna get you the right candidate to do all the things that you need to do so i spent the weekend and it became clear that i was putting in a lot of effort and i recognized that i was passionate about the position and that it's success for the company um and then I got toying around with, well, I'm going to be working with family. Is that something that 
I'm going to be able to, you know, keep separate because we are a very close knit group. And then I thought, you know, my grandfather has been so influential in my life, my mom as well, that this would really be a silly mistake to make to not take up this opportunity to work and learn with them and grow with them. So after several interviews, yes, I had to actually interview with non-family members, our general managers at the time, as well as negotiate some things with my mother as far as what I needed. Um, I decided that I was going to take the position. And, you know, it's it also took a lot for me to understand, all right, I have these skill sets and um, I can provide value to a heavy equipment dealership that I learned along the way as I was at Staples, you know, I, I didn't just fit the same advertising mold that other people did. I tried to understand the business side of it. I tried to understand um, how advertising and marketing supports the growth and development and vice versa of a, a corporation. So it was really um, humbling to see just what I what I could do with my background and bring those, those set of skills um, to help Monroe Tractor grow and evolve to where we are today. That's awesome that. to hear. I love that. And I think every one of us can say, we applaud you as you are a fierce woman in the ag and construction industry and we all applaud that. Thank you. So I'm going to lead into the next question, and it's a phrase that's the backbone of Monroe Tractor is that we're there to keep you doing your job, which means if you take care of the people who take care of the customers, the business will grow. Can you tell us more about how you've lived this motto at the dealership with employees and yourself? Yeah, of course. Um, well, the obvious is, you know, you, you want to make sure that everybody has that brand promise and commitment to the customer front and center. So it's on our um, logo and, and short, just the tagline, and we're, we're there to keep you working. We keep you working. And um, we also try to position ourselves to have all employees have the tools so that they can better serve the customer and have the decision-making, um, knowing that they are supporting the customer and doing what's right for them so that they can make decisions to do what we all as a company feels right. And um, a lot of that comes from uh, the values that we set in, set in stone um, based off of the foundation of my grandfather's, um, you know, taking care of the uh, customers that they'll ultimately be give you the ability to grow your business. So um, instead of just saying it all the time, you know, we try to create, well, we don't just try, we have created values that support our uh, employees in who and what we want to be together um, and how we support each other in taking care of the customer. So if, if we all have a set of these values that we live by and represent Monroe Tractor, then we're able to work together to provide better solutions for our customers, ultimately allowing us to deliver on that brand promise. Yeah, so going with that brand promise and, and that value of customer service, a lot of our listeners are dealers just like you. 
Um, we all know that running a business can have its challenges. Uh, there's things that you just can't plan or predict. There's been a huge shift in how our consumers are buying in the last few years and a lot of dealership acquisitions as we've discussed. What are some ways that you keep Monroe Tractor on track and ready for that growth and expansion? Um, one of the, the biggest things we've always done um, has been keeping a finger on the pulse of our customers and going out there and fostering a relationship so that we can learn from them and, and have a better understanding what it's like for them out there and what their needs are. Um, we've done roundtables in the past and, you know, a lot of it comes down to just our employees coming back and telling us um, based on their relationships, what they're hearing. And we have an open door policy. Um, you know, customers call my mother, Janet, whenever they need to, they, you know, she comes, our customers have come in and talked to her about things. So she, she has a, a pretty good sense as, and the same philosophy for my brother, um, you know, always picking up the phone and having a conversation. And, and that really has stemmed from how my grandfather ran the business. Um, more recently though, uh, with my brother and my brainstorming and a, another person on the leadership team, we adopted this um, system. It's called EOS. It's um, an acronym for Entrepreneurial uh, Operating System. And what it does, it gives us a, a baseline of how we run the business, um, looking at lead indicators versus lag indicators. So, you know, being able to say, all right, we want to we want to get to here by the end of the year, but what are the things that are going to help us get there? And looking at the metrics on a weekly basis to say, okay, we're on track or we're not on track, because it's one thing to look at your numbers at the end of the year and saying, oh, we didn't hit it, but you can't really do anything about that when it's already happened. So um, we try to just keep our fingers on the pulse of the set of metrics that we feel are going to get us to that goal that, that we want to achieve for the year. And we look at them as a leadership team and then we identify, okay, this number is not trending in the right direction. What do we have to do? How do we have to shift things? How do we have to be strategic um, to get us to where we want to go? And we also have that, you know, it's not just the leadership team doing that. We also have it happening at the stores and at different management levels throughout the company. And it, it's really been helpful. I mean, it's easy to say that everybody keeps an eye on the numbers and you would, I don't think anybody can have a business and not keep their eyes on the numbers. I think where we differentiate ourselves and where we've been successful is looking at them consistently and trying to identify how to make the numbers go in the right direction of what, of where we want to go. And I think sometimes taking that time to look at numbers as goals and not just a number as itself is so important. I think a lot of businesses, that's kind of where the, the pitfall is, is that they get stuck on a specific sales number or specific sales goal in that sense. But what are the different tactics we can take to get to that? And what are the different roads available to us? And they aren't always like one clear road or one specific path to that goal. Yeah, I mean, it, it's interesting to your point, you know, 
we've always been a company that looks at numbers and sometimes that can get in your way of looking at how you need to shift the way you're doing business because you're so set on the numbers. So this whole um, system allowed us to look at things differently and by setting up the goal. So it's funny, you know, the art person, I hate looking at numbers, but I can tell you that if you say, this is the goal, how are we gonna get there? That is a, a, a much easier thing for me to, to look at and achieve versus one number all the time. <laughs> and I think what's cool as a, a marketing professional you aren't focused as much on the numbers, but you know that the numbers play an important role. My husband comes home every day and talks about ROI on robotics and things that build all of our machines. But at the end of the day, there's an ROI on our marketing. There's an ROI on sales. Like we have to look at the ROI and how that plays into each specific role that we have at the dealership, right. at the OEM, et cetera. Yeah, so I I mean, we, we call it a scorecard. It's how we look at the numbers and even marketing. You know, my team, we look through the different campaigns we're doing, um, all the different things that we can measure. And we look at it on a weekly basis just to know that, you know, we're doing what we're supposed to be doing. And it's ultimately allowing us to help achieve the numbers of what the other goals are. So it really is a nice way to ladder up to the, the bigger picture. Yeah. Talking about your team, um, I don't think everybody always realizes how many people it takes behind the scenes to survive, whether it be in marketing or just a dealership as a whole. You will share with us how many people are on your marketing team and then how many people make up your 15 dealerships. Um, so on my team, we are a team, including myself, of three. And ultimately, it would be it it should be a team of five because we do still outsource a lot of stuff and, you know, we're pretty nimble too. So it allows us to take more on, but as we grow and develop as a company, you know, we're taking on more and my role has evolved. So I'm shifting uh, more into, you know, the leadership part of it and the day-to-day -day of what, what decision-making that entails. So it's taking me away from doing that more hands-on stuff with my team. So, Currently, we are probably about 275 employees for our 15 locations. Um, like all dealers at the moment, we are struggling with keeping people employed and in our dealership and hiring people. Um, and, and, you know, everybody can relate to that right now because I don't even think it's just an industry issue. You drive around and there's we're hiring signs. It seems like what what's the point in having a sign that says we're hiring everybody? <laughs> so, well, isn't that uh, the truth? Yeah. I love that though. And I, I think it is, we live by the lean and mean motto too. So there's very, not enough of us for what we do, but I think it also allows you a lot better collaboration in some instances when you have such a tight knit relationship with your team and you can bounce ideas off of each other and you all kind of feel like you have a stake in that game. So yeah, I mean, it gives them opportunity to learn more about the business because the one uh, woman on the team actually has been with the company since I was little. I mean, I remember coming in and going into her office and being like, D -d 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 -d. now she's on my team. So it's a little interesting, but um, she has such great background with the industry because she didn't just start in marketing but 
and she has that history. So now I have a new person that, or whenever I have a new person, it allows that person to learn a lot more about what it is that goes on at the stores and and why our industry does what it do, does. So it, it's really been helpful in learning. And then that person brings their own skill set, skills, excuse me, skill set to um, help them learn as well. So yeah, that's so neat. So there are a couple of questions that we ask everyone while we get kind of get to the end of the podcast. And the first one is, if you could go back and tell yourself one thing when you were starting your career, what would it be? Um, I think it would be, don't be so naive and be open-minded because, you know, I, I, I said I was going to do advertising and that's what I was going to do. And I knew when I got that advertising job at Staples that I was going to be this and this and this. And what I failed to realize is that, or I shouldn't say failed to realize, but I wasn't as open-minded to it, was that I'm constantly learning. And just because it's not the artsy fartsy part of advertising, I was able to learn from people who were in different positions in the company. Um, I was able to understand what a brand is and how that translates through a company. And it gave me the ability to grow and develop and, and ultimately find the value that I can provide my, my family's business. So, you know, I think if I, if I had been more open-minded and not so naive, I could have grown faster, I, I guess. I think that's awesome advice. And I bet every one of us can all say that where we're at is not the dream we had at one point in college, but it makes sense. It fits and we're happy where we're at. So it's, it's very interesting how the dream evolves and mm -hmm. how maybe what we once thought was, this was what I was going to do turns into something much bigger. Yeah. Yeah. I think Tori and I have that conversation a lot um, <laughs> just because this is not where I thought I would end up, but um, I love it. Um, and I love that message that you're, you know, you provided to us and, and everyone else. It's clear, you know, through our discussion that you are a leader in the agriculture industry and, and we do commend that. Um, what's some of the best advice that you've been given when it comes to leadership, if you wouldn't mind sharing? Sure. Um, I, I know I've spoken a lot about my grandfather and my mother and, you know, the advice that they've given me, it wasn't direct, like, here's my advice, but it's just things that I've recognized throughout growing up with them, as well as now being a part of the business. But my grandfather was always a great listener. You know, he wasn't the one that needed to be talking. He always listened. And one of those things that I try to do is not try to beat everybody to the punch and pretend like I know everything. Um, try to understand what what it is the person's talking about and why they might be feeling that way. And, you know, understand that I don't need to know everything. And um, sometimes the truth hurts, but it only makes you better. But being open-minded and, and listening, I think, is really one of the biggest things. And then you know, that's the same for my mother, but one of the things that she really taught me when I was coming uh, into this industry is you don't need to be the expert 
and everything, you know, listen like your grandfather did. And she's a great listener as well, but um, you can only listen and learn and then surround yourself by the experts. Don't be afraid to, you know, show up at a meeting and not know the answers, but know that you have somebody that can answer those questions and, and surround yourself with a team that, you know, you, you can be better because of. So I think those two are the, the biggest things that stand out to me is what I've applied to my leadership um, skills is, is, you know, listen and you don't need to try to know all the answers. There's some good stuff there. I think especially too, in today's world, we can get so overwhelmed with everything that we have going on and all that, I guess I would call it noise. That, that, was, that was really good advice. Um, Laura, we genuinely appreciate you like taking this time that you've set aside for us, talking with us. We're excited to see what yourself as well as your team at Monroe Tractor, what you guys do in the upcoming months and years. And um, we hope to stay updated and, and continue to share that. So thank you so much for your time today. Yeah, of course. Thank you. It was a great opportunity. On Track is brought to you by Tractor, where we are here for you. We're professional problem solvers who use digital advertising and web design to help our clients thrive. Visit Tractor.com for more. That's T-R-A-C-T-R-U.com.